What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. It is the sixth episode of our special GE Daily Podcast Edition. Yeah, and just in time, things are heating up, man. Yeah, that's why. Like, just I mean, as part of our daily research and like discussion, okay, what we're going to talk about the next day or on that day. Last night, something blew up and it's still yeah. blowing up. But before we get there, you know, I just wanted to also like throw it out out there to our listeners and also to you, Terence, because I don't think I I mentioned this before. But you know, like some podcasts, they start saying, "Oh, should we cover we, on this episode? We cover this, we cover that, we cover this." What do you do you think we should do that? Because sometimes we only give the context as people listen, right? No, uh, maybe, maybe we could, we could, but at the same time, maybe it's, it's worth asking the audience also, lah. Do they yeah. like? Because like sometimes, literally, when Harish and I we get on the call with each other, it's literally the first time we talk the whole day. We don't like discuss. Yeah, right. We don't discuss that much about what we're going to talk about. So sometimes I'm like, hey, you, I, I'm seriously asking, hey, have you had lunch? You know, what do you eat for lunch? That's the that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> so what you are hearing no, is really authentic conversation between people, lah. Right? Yeah. No, so so that's why for me that thing it's almost kind of like it adds a layer of editing, you know. Yeah. Because yeah. what what I think uh, I'm very proud of our podcast and what I think appeals to people is that the moment we start and the moment we stop, there's no edition. Uh, whereas the summary thing, I think because right now we are going to talk about certain topics we know, but what we're going to talk about we don't know. So yeah, so I guess this is a question for our listeners, uh, uh, yeah. who can respond respond to us uh, via Instagram, Reddit. Uh, and and all that jazz. And specifically, I'm asking for those podcasts. You know, like they say, okay, we're going to cover this. Then there's a little bit of a jingle for the show yeah, name and yeah. all. Whereas us, it's just we start, we start talking, and we stop, and then boom, that's it. Yeah, but it, uh, I I think the Reddit now is is quite interesting because people have started yes, posting. Yeah, yeah they started yeah. posting uh, <laughs> stuff that uh, not necessarily about the podcast, but maybe just uh, wanting to inform us that all this is happening. And I also have just started posting stuff that I find funny directly into the into yeah. the Reddit, lor. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. So for those of you who haven't uh, been to our Yalabad subreddit, Reddit, if you haven't exp- and like uh, played with it, it's not like some ridiculous universe. Uh, the subreddit is just a place where we have built up a community that we are super fucking proud of. And mm. I mean, yeah, we we are trying to respond to comments uh, as much as possible. But yeah, keep them coming, man. So yeah. so yeah, visit the subreddit. And as always, if you enjoy this podcast or or even a little bit of it, or even if you disagree and and you think someone you know might enjoy listening to it. Please just go ahead and share it with them. Yeah, and today is uh, Monday, right? So yeah, Monday. I mean, I was kind of expecting it to be like a quiet day yesterday, uh, Sunday, and everything. But fucking hell, like <laughs> as I'm getting the bit, I then I realize, oh fuck, there's so much to cover for Monday, man. Yeah, then Terrence messaged me, oh this topic is blowing up. I was like, oh what? Then I Google, holy shit, holy shit. Uh, yeah. So what? What is this topic, Terrence? It is uh, the Workers' Party's youngest candidate who is standing alongside uh, James Opa, JJ uh, mm. Lim, in Sengkang yeah. GRC. Apparently, there have been tweets of her, fra- t- tweets of hers from 2018 that have resurfaced, mm. and apparently they have were reported to the police for uh I mean for basically for being racist and also uh insulting religion and all uh. so mm. uh that was that happened I think yesterday evening and then in in the same night itself within a few hours of that happening uh I think the person in question Raisha Khan I think her name is Raisha Khan right mm. Raisha yeah. Khan has come Raisha out Khan. and apologized and not only that uh Pritam Singh of Workers Party has come forward and also apologized on her behalf and also has stood behind her lah, saying that you know she will, they will uh yeah if she has made a mistake in the past she must own up to it and 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 move on lah. So yeah, uh, I guess yeah. yeah. I mean there's a, there's many things to talk about this, but I guess just to to uh, like build on what you said, she what you're talking about is the video kind of like or a pop-up press conference that Workers' Party had last night like, with a bunch called, of reporters and their it's mics. Called, it's called doorstep, it's, doorstep press uh, conference. Doorstep, oh, really? There's yeah. a term? Yeah, doorstep, doorstep interview. Doorstep press conference. I think really? it's like it's like to catch, it's like when you catch someone just walking out of their door. That's what it meant. Fuck, like, but know. there's no door. There's doorstep. no door in the video at all. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're walking around in the public. Why do they, I don't know why they still call it doorstep. Okay, fine. That's a thing. Oh, uh. doorstep. Yeah. yeah, but I mean... Yeah, so she put out an official statement. Basically, she came forward, she said something that was, yeah, it was scripted, and then Pritam Singh came and fielded questions. And I I don't know if he apologized. I think he was kind of objective, saying, okay, it's being investigated. They will wait for investigations. And he was very careful with his comments. Mm. And I think, by and large, 
it was an impressive standing for the leader of a political party who has a candidate that has just been accused of something. Yep, yep. Right. So so there are so many things to talk about this and the, yeah. the, the more you read, the more it it branches out. So so what okay, what's the what's the what's the first thing that came to your mind when you learned of the issue? Uh I mean obviously uh, when I heard it I was like, Oh my god, not again. Not again in the sense that <laughs> why doesn't some why does don't some of these public figures learn that anything that you said two years, four years, six years, even ten years ago that you put on the internet will come back, can and will come back to haunt you. So if you're running for public office, at least make some effort at like scrubbing or cleaning up your 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 social profiles a bit lah, a bit. So, I mean, it was just one of those unfortunate things. Uh, that's the first thing that came to my mind lah. Mm. How about so, you? So, okay. The thing is... No, but your, wait, first impression, saw, your first impression, your first impression. My first impression also seemed like, oh my God, again. But that again being uh, more like, yeah, the digging up of past stuff that comes up here. And I guess, okay, you know it's a political candidate and it just feels like, fuck, la, this is not going to be a debate of policies or anything that really matters. It's going to be, I wouldn't say smear campaign because mm. we don't really know the motivations and whether uh, the person, there's one person who's been identified as a person who reported it, la, but it's apparently. inconclusive. Yeah, yeah, apparently. So I wouldn't call this a, a politically motivated or like official institutionalized smear campaign. Yeah. But I just felt like, oh, fuck, is it just another thing where someone's past is being dug up mm. and taking away from what we really need to be talking about. Uh. Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. But then, yeah, you, and then, then you had more evolved thoughts after that. Devolved. Uh. No, oh, evolved, oh, evolved. Oh, evolved. I was like, hey, fuck, why <laughs> you just character assessment? You're, 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 you're hearing things that you, you <laughs> don't want to hear. You're hearing things you don't want to hear. My minority ears <laughs> yeah, are, very, are very sensitive, okay? Yeah. So, the more I dug up, the more, okay, generally, I feel that <clears throat> Um, okay, there's, it's it's unfortunate that... Okay, so what she posted, uh, I think, okay, she has every right to say it, mm. but I think as a political figure, it is not the best thing to post. La. You're talking about the content of her post? Yeah, okay. the content of the her post. specific content. Do you think it's okay yeah. to, to actually say what it is? Yeah, yeah, I, I think, think it's fine, yeah, right? But so that, that's been kind of scrubbed, right? Or or I, I think it's, it's definitely fine to say. I think we yeah. should say it just yeah, so yeah. people who... Context, because, uh. yeah, first of all, it's hard to to find that explicitly because yeah it was 20, 2018 right yep, yep. so okay I, I found one post um, and if I just quickly read through it it was on 17th May 2018 I guess yep. um, okay imagine if this was a group of minorities near my house there's a local hawker center with a supermarket next to it every day I see police patrolling to make sure everyone practices social distancing and is wearing masks oh my bad no it was 17th May this year oh um, do you see pol- police officers here? Imagine if this was a neighborhood hawker center. There would be policemen swarming the area and enforcing the law within minutes. Why is the law different for these people? Is it because they are rich Chinese or white people? Do you think expats will be treated with the same disdain as migrant workers who broke the law? I'm not a fan of aggressive policing, but what I will not accept is law enforcement that discriminates against its citizens. So that was one post. Mm-hmm, um, so that was 17 then, May this year, lah, right? 17 May this year. Okay. So that's where I'm also confused. The 2018 post... What 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 is the twenty eighteen post then? Was it was it with regards to city harvest? Yeah, I believe so. It was a uh, because the results of the investigation. I mean, the the court case against city harvest was yeah the uh, at least the sentences were announced, and I think a lot yeah. of people at that point for context uh, a lot of people at that point in time, not just non Christians or or Chinese, however, a lot of people at that point in time were unhappy that the city harvest. Uh, the people got away with relatively light sentencing, la, right? Compared mm, to mm. what they originally were convicted of and 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 sentenced to, they, after appeals, their sentence was reduced quite a bit, la. Okay, and I found her post. So she yep. posted this on second February twenty eighteen, uh, with a link to an uh, Yahoo article that was titled Shanmugam to make ministerial statement on City Harvest Church ruling. And what she posted was Singapore jails minorities mercilessly harasses mosque leaders, but let's corrupt church leaders who stole SGD 50 million walk free who did they pay so mm. that was that was the post so I think yeah specifically two posts that were filed one was that and one was the one uh, that was in February 2018 and the one I read earlier was May this year yeah. so that has what they call resurfaced mm. so you were saying about yeah. the content about uh, of this of this okay so uh, okay so so this is where part of me is also like fuck as a as a as a minority person, am I going to get chastised for saying this? Like, but I feel, yeah. okay, right now, when I read posts like that, right, I, while there might be something true behind that, I think what puts me off is um, the fact that it is a big 
assumption that that is it, it feels like um it's 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 one of those things that okay is posted uh is very share worthy but mm. to me it divides more than confronts the problem mm. yeah. i mean I, i see that that uh like what you're saying about the what she you know she says the police randomly enforce uh laws on on uh i mean her, her minorities post, minorities are yeah. right yeah, uh, yeah. it sounds it sounds like something that could have been come out of black lives matter or from a, from what is going on in the US lah, right? Except mm. that this one is happening right here in Singapore lah. So yeah, yeah lah, it, like, I get no, what you mean by is, it sounds very divisive lah, right? The the thing you say like I mean I'm seeing posts where there's Malay lives matter, Indian mm. lives matter, yeah, um, with that similar sort of Black Lives Matter visuals ah, yeah. and and I think it's a it's a very important thing to to talk through because right now it's yeah. new. I'm also wrapping my head around it, and I feel everything I see on internet. In my echo chamber is yeah the I stand with uh, Raisha thing is very very popular mm. and I would say I still I still support her you know I still would love for her to be in parliament mm. but I think at this point it is not as simple as people make it out to be like in the sense yeah. that she's purely innocent lah yeah yeah I mean uh, so this is your ma- majority, okay, majority voice majority, uh, majority voice majority, majority voice. voice is that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we had this discussion with the whole pretty please and and her brother with the rap video thing, lah, right? Like, we don't disagree that that there are a lot more challenges that minorities face, whether institutional racism and things like that, lah. But how you go about expressing it, and and you know how you go about identifying the root cause of the problem, uh, I think that's what uh, differentiates, uh, you know, what is an uh, an offense and what is you know something that can be commentary, lah, right? So mm. I feel like in this case, she sort of, I mean, she says, okay, she's saying that um, yeah, minorities suffer a lot more at the hands of 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 the of law enforcement or institutionalized racism. But at the same time, she makes it sound like, you know, like uh, white people or, or rich Chinese people uh, get away scot-free. La. So it's, it almost identifies, like isolates and identifies these groups, this particular demographic of people as uh, almost like a an enemy, lah, right? An enemy that mm. is getting away with a lot of crimes and all that, and and you know it, it just does it. Is it true? Is it? But I think it's a separate topic from how minorities are being treated, lah, right? And, yeah. and and for her to conflate the two ends up, yeah, lah, She her argument about the minority side of things gets lost with the argument about whether you know white people get special privileges and stuff like that, lah. Actually, actually, for me, I don't, I don't. Okay, I don't have issue with what she tweeted because I think mm. everyone has a right to tweet. But yeah. I feel that so you know you you brought up the case of Pretty Please and Subhas yeah. uh, Nair, right? Yeah. For me, even then, right, I might not have agreed with the approach they took. But to me, like they want to post that, they are fine. They are totally mm. fine. Uh, and it almost, I mean, I we we did have a very long debate about this, and I think it was one of our most popular episodes. Where yeah. for me, it was yeah, okay, I would not have gone that path, but I can still see merit in the approach they took. Because it was something that was happening time and fucking again, lah. Yeah. But in this case, right, the biggest differentiator for me is that this person is running for a political position. Mm. Like you can argue, Subhash Nae and and Pretty Please are artists. You know, they are mm-hmm. they are not they are not political. I mean, okay, they can be politically they can be political in their content, but yeah. their role, their vocation is not political. For this as a candidate, right? So yeah. now I feel like, oh fuck, is this? Look, so why I'm I'm so troubled by this is because I feel it's getting WP a lot more sympathy. Yep. Because I think you must give credit to Pritama. Like he fucking mm. he fucking did everything that the PAP didn't do uh, in many did. instances. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's where their savviness in terms of comms and what they're doing is fucking on point. Yeah. Like even you look at look at that, and I've seen some people say you know they don't agree with with what Raisha Khan did, but you look at Pritam right, the fact that him his the chairwoman of his party Sylvia Lim were all there mm. standing and kind of being very upfront like okay we don't we don't want our leaders to sanitize uh, their past we want them to be authentic we want them to be raw we want them to we want you to know them for who they are yeah. and we will await the trial so I thought that was fucking on point but for Raisha Khan to be posting stuff like this but wait uh, let, uh, let me just go back to what you're saying uh. you're saying that yeah. okay uh, what Pretty Place and, and her brother posted uh, you said there's merit lah, to, to that, her posting it to them posting yeah, it lah, right and merit in the context of who she is in society, lah. Yeah, is yeah, it yeah. not a political candidate, not a civil, not a civil servant per se? But 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 not married in the sense that you're saying that uh she shouldn't they shouldn't have gotten in trouble with the law, lah. No, I think I think, yeah, I think they 
that sort of police investigation. Okay, so I think yeah. okay, I think they did something that merits some sort of recourse, lah. Mm-hmm. Because it was it was somewhat seditious and all that. Yeah. Um, where the problem is there is that then you see inconsistencies, lah. No, which okay, is okay. what we can get that, into. That's uh. what I want to start getting into, lah. You know, in a sense yeah. that. Some people are saying a lot of people are on on Facebook now are saying, hey, yeah. how about Heng Swee saying, yeah, that correct, a non, correct. I was a non-Chinese, <laughs> non-Chinese cannot become. It's not Singapore's not ready for non-Chinese PM. So yeah. someone should report that po- to police as seditious or as you know, re- yeah. uh, enraging, uh, causing enmity between races, lah. So yeah. what what do, you, what do you think of that? that I actually thing? think exactly that. He, like we should report. I don't know whether it was reported, but to me that is the same. And mm. I think as a political candidate, you saying that explicitly, and we have mentioned this on previous podcasts, what, right? Yeah. Like, they are saying, what, uh, like, I can't remember the analogy, but essentially that's racism, what? You're saying that Singaporean... So I think, to me, that's the inconsistency that's the problem. I still feel Hanks Wicket shouldn't say that as well. I still mm. feel Raisha Khan shouldn't say what she said. But if she's getting in trouble, fucking Sugar Daddy Hing should also be investigated. Right? But, but at the same time, I actually disagree in that. I don't think... Yes, the disagreement. Yes, you, okay, take, you take a part whether they are public figures, they're artists or politicians or what. So yeah. if, if someone like Pretty Please, a random person just says, you know, I, I think most Singaporeans are not ready for uh not ready for a uh, Indian Prime Minister. Ah. Right? Should she get arrested for that? La? You know? Should she get arrested yeah, for that? If Pretty Please is the one saying something like that. La. No, arrested is a different thing. I think oh, right okay, now okay. we don't even reported, know what's gonna happen. Reported police, police, yeah, reported. Uh, yeah. Would that would that be warrant the police report? Mm. It could be a statement of opinion, right? Or it could be even literally yeah, he has, be, yeah, he correct, has talked correct. to a lot of people. So so the language is is important, you see. To me that mm. the fact that Hings Wicket, I mean, for better or worse, it's a very almost a very passive statement that is not a statement of his own They're saying that I believe that, you know, like Singaporeans cannot have a non Chinese mm. He's saying that he believes that Singapore uh, older Singaporeans might not be ready for Chinese PM. So he could be stating a some kind of uh, research or, or even just his just uh, his opinion, which I don't think is something that you can you can report to police for that. Whereas, whereas what uh, Aisha, uh, Ra- Raisha. Ra- Raisha was saying... Hey, 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 <laughs> hey, 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 get the name hey, right. Uh. Raisha, what Raisha was saying was that law enforcement, you know, she very positively, like definitively says law enforcement, you know, clamps down on minorities, but lets the rich... Whites, uh, rich Chinese, and mm. white people get away with it. It's like it's like saying it's it's almost like stating as a fact already, like, You know, and it's coming mm. from her uh, entirely, and so a bit different to me, just in terms of the content. And that's why I I, yeah. I also find it hard to say that we should report Hings we get to the police, uh. Sugar Daddy Hing, yeah, Sugar Daddy Hing, established Sugar Daddy Hing. But but I mean, that, okay, that that that, that, is that could a... be. But of course, majority. I'm a majority, and that could be yeah. privileged talking and everything, lah. Like, but Again, uh, like, like I just trying to look at the content. Like, what if we switch roles and and Hengsui Kat said what she did and she said what Hengsui Kat said lah. You know what? What mm. will we still report the police as such lah? Right. So, what the reporting to police thing? I guess okay. Like everyone's free to report stuff to police, right? The, the question is then whether the stuff gets investigated. And yeah. I think I think this is something even Pritam Singh mentioned that I mean he's a he's a lawyer. He knows his law. He mentioned. When someone said, oh, you know, are you still going to be fielding a candidate who is charged? And he said, she has not been charged yet. Okay, so yeah, yeah, he yeah. very passively <laughs> uh, passive, passively said, hey, fuck you, she's not been charged. Which I think is a very important mm. distinction to make. Yeah. But he also mentioned that for her to be charged under something seditious or something, apparently, and this is what I understand, there must be some proof of intent to yeah. sow discord or something, yeah, la, right? Yeah, yeah. And and I think investigations, if we really want to say, okay, the law is there, you know, we, we do everything through the law, then I'm actually okay if Sugar Daddy Hing gets investigated for that statement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's where I feel the inconsistencies rise up and and it just makes... Then, you know like how Trevor Noah and and not bringing in the US Black, Master, Black Lives Matter thing for... For just for the sake of it, but he did mention something which has stuck, which I think has stuck with a lot of people. The concept of a social contract, lah, right? Mm. And ultimately, we are in society. We are we have almost signed an informal social contract with the authorities and the legal system, lah. And mm. if they are shown to not be being consistent or shown their part, then it reduces the obligation we have, lah. And I think these sort of inconsistencies feel like uh, it's causing also problems, lah. So, mm-hmm. so I would say I'm okay. I, I think Sugar Daddy Hang 
can be investigated. Mm. But then the investi- the accusations can be thrown out of the water because like what you said, it is yeah. his opinion. And I do agree there's different intensities in what they said. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you think about a thought experiment. Uh, let's say it's, it's an Indian person that said Singapore is not ready for a non-Chinese PM, la, right? I want no problem. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so it's only because he's Chinese then he says that then the content becomes a problem. But if an Indian person is still the, the one who says, you know, minorities are being, uh, sub, uh, you know, oppressed by police and it's because of the rich Chinese and white, and rich Chinese and white people get everything. It's still the same. It, the, the, in, the, the, you, you don't look at it any differently, right? It's the, the content itself. Mm. So, so that thought experiment made me realize it's different. Is that, like you say, la, different intensities. And I think people need to acknowledge that, la, different intensities. So that means, that means, are you saying that, okay, so for me, the Indian person also, if someone wants to lodge a police report to, uh, to him, yeah, go ahead. I think that's fair. And then that Indian person be investigated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I think the police will have to have a whole new department for investigating exactly. like racial jokes. But to yeah. me, that's okay. That's that's kind of like like leveraging the the institutions and the legal system that we have all kind of played a part in building, either by votes or yeah, just sticking yeah. to the rules, la. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but that's that's it. I mean, I I I just want to put a thought experiment out there because uh, it's very easy to say. Or everything because a Chinese person, a majority person, is saying it is racist or what lah. And mm. so to yeah, just put yourself in that position lah. Like if if the race of the person was swapped or something, or just you swap the people saying it lah. But because but that's it. I'm totally against this reporting of police because of some tweet they're not happy about and and, and all that lah. Because so you so you think that that shouldn't even happen. Yeah, I don't think people should be digging up like old tweets like that. Oh, Especially no. after like you know, two years is like, wow, she's 26 years old. You know, two years of her life is almost 10%. Uh, yeah, almost yeah. 10-ish percent of her life. Eh. She, that's, for her, she's so young that like the two years ago can be a completely different person. Uh, you know? Yeah, but then you're saying that, okay, you don't think they, they, they should, which is kind of like, you're hoping for some sort of human behavior change. Like, but at the same time, mm. earlier you said that political candidates should scrub their past, right? So mm. is it like you know this is going to happen, but yeah. you just wish it doesn't happen? No, yeah, I, I hope for a society where we don't take out a camera and take photo of every fucking you know, indiscretion we see. We try to talk to the person or reason with the person if we feel that we want to change the person's mind, la, you know? As opposed you, to, that means I don't treat people like COVIDiots and all that as much then as I Then I would can, say la. you live in a dream. I know, you I know. Naive. Exactly, exactly. You're idealistic. But the, pragmatic, the pragmatic side is that, yeah, la, <laughs> if you're running for political office, I mean, you you don't even, you only have five years, la, right? Even if you get in yeah. office, you can't change society. So play, the, play, play by the rules, la, play by the rules. Oh. Okay, so then one extension of this, right? Yeah. Because, okay, so why why I I am not a fan of those tweets, even though mm. they 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 have some truth to them. Uh, mm. But the thing is, as a, to me, okay, politics is about getting what you want without actually saying what you want, mm. which is why I think I would never enter politics. Who knows, as like 20 years, someone, I'm like fucking running for something, then they pull up this thing 20 years ago saying, I don't want to never run for yeah. politics. Pick but up, all the pick-up videos, all the pick-up yeah, videos. Yeah, you know, your sexual harassment of women in the street. <laughs> Terrible. No, but I think, I think like the, the reason why I was so drawn to YouTube and, and the, the platform we built with Ministry of Funny is because we could just say what we wanted to say and yeah, still not be not be bogged down by okay, we are in a position that you need to be more careful. Mm. So I think as a political candidate, her saying that, right, and why I think it really divides people more than confronts the problem is now I'm seeing people just I mean then okay, she's also posted recent stuff about how she's happy to see more brown women be successful. Mm-hmm. And I know I know the brown thing which you pointed out previously, which yeah. I, I wasn't aware of, is that it's a very like only brown people use the term brown. Yeah. Uh yeah. and to people who are not brown, the brown term is is doesn't really resonate. So the issue I have there is that if you as a political person are already kind of like identifying people as their race, right? Mm-hmm. I really think it doesn't help the problem like, because then someone who's not brown yeah. will look at that and like, ugh. So again, if she's not running for her candidacy, I think it's totally fine. But if you're running as yeah. candidacy, whereas a political person, you want to unite more than divide, right? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So so, but I mean, uh, I I I agree with you that we as much as possible try not to see things through the racial lens, lah. But at the same time, uh, you might think about the strategy also is that, uh, I mean, I woke up this morning to Facebook and a lot of Chinese people on Facebook were like, oh my God, the privilege of this person who reporting, <laughs> who's reporting this. Isn't this Chinese fragility at its worst? This person who report, made uh. the police report and everything. 
And I was just like, oh my god, here we go again. And then fucking the best part is that after that, as we dig dug further, we find out that the, the person who actually altered all the tweets was not Chinese. Is, uh, yeah, he's not. <laughs> but is that confirmed? That's, that's purely speculation now, like, right? Alter, not altered the now, tweets. Right. Uh, that means he, he, he was one of the first to bring the tweets to light. Uh, apparently, oh. it might have been his friends who reported the police or someone else reported the police. But uh, quite sure that he's the one that brought the tweets to light someone, first. Someone he posted the hashtag uh, revenge for Ivan Lim, right? Yeah, wow, yeah, wow, yeah. yeah. Fucks, yeah. And then yeah. people dug up his post. He's yeah. like fucking digging up Inception. He dug up her post, then people dug up her, his, his post, post and revealed that he's also done racist posts in the past. Yeah, yeah. But then, so the thing is, okay, why I think this, uh, it's going to, Okay, I don't think it's going to be a good thing for Workers' Party. Even though mm. there's a lot mm. of people who are standing with Workers' Party now. You know, because we did talk about this also in a podcast a few episodes ago about how Jameis Lim, though very eloquent, very articulate, he yeah. might be alienating certain part of the vote. Yeah, correct, and now, correct. if you look at Raisha Khan, if you look at her Twitter description and all, it almost feels like Workers' Party is going too left. Yeah. And even though they believe that, to have it public like that, right, it doesn't feel like it's going to work in Singapore, which is still mm. majorly conservative. La. Yeah. Can I, you know? can I just also add in, uh, actually, I was already like, the moment Workers' Party apologized for not fielding a Chinese debate candidate in the Chinese dun, debates, dun, yeah. I was already like, you already got one <laughs> the grave already. Then when this happened, I'm like, wow, it's like, you just killed Jameis Lim's chances of, of winning Sengkang already. Uh, because yeah. the whole image of Workers' Party now is that, firstly, I think a lot of people are not very happy at Lo Tia Kiang step down. You know, he's not even going to be yeah. in the yeah. GRC anymore. Uh, secondly, Pritam, I mean, you know, you know, even just just like, like uh, even before the election already, there were, there were all this talk of like, well, hey, Pritam, you are Alfian supporter, right? Uh, this, you know, that Alfian is that minor. He should be look at how other minority groups in the rest of Asia are are faring compared to Singapore. Yeah. So there's already like you know some talks of a hey, minority, you know, workers party leader, that kind of, and then now this is like the big thing that happens, and and it's yeah, just and as much as on our echo chambers in Facebook are like you know I stand with Raisha and what well, Pritam is a real leader, we are still a very like we are still a minority la, so so called yeah, who read articles and, and understand these things like right and correct i mean i i i like to i mean if we haven't made it clear already like i think raisha khan is a very qualified candidate and the amount of work she's been doing the past few years like, is fucking insane for a 26 year old a uh, person who is so passionate and like been uh, uh, walking the ground for the past year i think she's been involved in grassroots work for 2 years 3 years ago 2 years ago she was doing work for rohingya um uh, refugees and she's She's got the chops to be a good candidate, like, and she's vocal, she's eloquent, she's smart. That's all great. But it just fucking troubles me that on paper, right, and for people who don't dive into it, we have someone who has been accused of racism. Of course, people mm. might not even dig up the tweets because they're not easy to yeah. find, right? Yeah. Um, on her Twitter profile, she says she's read, read everything uh, that Angela Davis has ever put out, which, again, I strongly believe that if you read something by someone, if you read Hitler's biography, you don't believe in like, fucking his beliefs. That might mm. just, just be something. But in the broader scheme of things, right, it really seems, oh shit, is she, is she Marxist? Because mm. uh, Angela Davis is a, is a Marxist uh, proponent. La. And then she also puts intersectional feminists on her Twitter profile, which is something I had to Google. And yeah. from my layman understanding, it just means that intellectual feminists is where you look into how uh, women are suppressed, not just because of their gender, but because of, of other aspects as well, like your race, your this. Mm. And that's why the things intersect. So I just feel like, fuck man, if someone older who looks at this, you're like, wow, what are all these ideas? Oh, Western ideas. And this was something pointed out by Kelvin Cheng. Um, as much as I hate his post a lot of the time, he did point out that, yeah, it could be harming because it just feels you're importing these Western ideals, which a lot mm. of conservative Singaporeans do have apprehension towards yeah. into Singapore. It just feels like, oh, it's too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. Lo. So it's uh, again, uh, yeah, I mean, I also just want to do a quick shout out to all the people who who were like pouncing on whoever reported for Chinese fragility and Chinese privilege. In some yeah. ways, in some ways, you've also made a, a big assumption there. Lah. You made a big assumption that the person who reported it was, is, was is Chinese. <laughs> la. So, I, I mean, I'm not going to call you racist. not going to call you racist. But I'm just saying you assumed that the race of somebody just because of something uh, something they, they, they tweeted. And just based on the content of that, that tweet, you assumed that they're Chinese. La, which, I mean, it turns out you're really wrong now, and all that, all that. I think hopefully you'll take down your post or, or amend it. Correct. Do do your do a self pofma to to 
to make it make sure that when we talk about fragility, just don't put Chinese in front of it, lah. <laughs> because the fact that they are Chinese people. Yeah, yeah, Chinese. So the people, fact yeah. that they kind of made a big assumption about Chinese being reporting reporting it and hence being uh, showing Chinese fragility kind of points that they are also fragile about Chinese fragility, lah. Yeah. Which. Yeah. Kind of like is fucking double whammies, yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. the thing. Like, if it goes, do you remember the weeks after the Pretty Please Subash Naya thing, and before that the A Boys to Men yeah. uh, audition issue? It just felt like Singapore was divided into fucking two. Yeah, and yeah. whether or not this was motivated by PAP, you know, I think for them is a fucking unfortunately it's a great thing because now Workers Party is having this this gleam, lah. You know, mm. at first they started off, oh, you know, James Lim can resonate, but now it almost feels like. They are feeling disconnected, and yeah. one thing which doesn't help Raisha at all is that here's someone who's talking about systemic discrimination against people of color, right? Mm, mm. But you know, she comes from a quite wealthy background, oh, and she's it? been very open about it. Yeah. Oh man. She's the daughter of Faris Khan, who is the head of the Malaysian, um, I think, some sort of chamber of commerce, and he ran for. Do you remember there was one time when? Uh, What's the what's the phrase? Halima was running for president, and yeah, there were yeah. two other candidates oh, yeah, who yeah, were yeah. disqualified. That's her dad. That's her dad. Jeez, wow. Yeah, and okay, she's okay. been very very open about it on Twitter. If you go and look, she's been very open about it. She has not hidden anything. Mm-hmm. But it just feels like the optics in a such a heated political climate is is oh, it's fucking going to hurt WP, and I'm so sad about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I really yeah. thought Senkang GRC would would see a real fight this time because you know they they feel that very young. Uh, team headed by Jameis Lim, right? You know, but yeah. but this sets them back quite a bit, lah. I would have to say quite a bit. And regardless of what happens, it's one of those mm. things. You know, like if you're accused of something and proven innocent, yeah. in most people's minds, you were still accused for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that is given that, of course, mainstream media just uh sucks the cockles or or no, what am I saying? What sucks the cockles? No, sucks the nipples of the government. Oh fuck! Yeah. Just they are the, the puppet for 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 the government in many ways. It just feels like oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. So okay. So just to clarify, she's the daughter of Farid Khan, the president of the Singapore Malay Chamber of Commerce and Industry, and an ex-presidential hopeful. So he was disqualified because he didn't. Uh, he was. Uh, he was uh, didn't qualify for one of the requirements for a presidential candidate, was which was the two hundred million, the two hundred five hundred, the two hundred million, yeah, million yeah. was raised to five hundred million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Correct, correct, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking stupid. So yeah. it's one of those things that ah, uh, like it. I I really don't think it takes away from all the good work she has done. But where where politics right now are rarely about the policies, but more about the comms, right? And the everything person. people, everything have been people. People have been saying about the PAP being disconnected and all. It just feels like oh shit now. WP is opening up themselves or being accused of that in a very different way, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like you say, lah. I think, I think, uh, this plus the the lack of a Chinese speaking, you know, person in the debates, uh, yeah, lah. It just really was basically WP has a real uphill battle to to climb already, lah. Yeah. So yeah. I really hope they still win because I think these are people I would love to see in parliament, like people who are young, who represent the younger generation. Mm. Please, please, yeah. come on, guys. So I mean, so I mean, we 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 both agree. Pritam did a very good job in terms of like yeah. being a leader, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, hopefully, hopefully that helps to take away take away from some of the attention away from like the younger candidates, lah. The fact that they are being fronted by a very charismatic uh, leader who's willing to step up for his people. Uh, yeah. But yeah, la, right now in the days of personality politics, it's tough, la, you know? Yes, yeah, it's tough, man. So yeah. it's almost like Janus, like Jameis. Janus. Jameis. Hey, Freudian slip, Freudian slip. <laughs> Too much of your Jameis man crush going on. <laughs> hey, I must qualify. The Jameis man crush has not, it's not like some other man crushes. And when I say man crush, it's just like, People who I admire, like because I am a heterosexual, I'm not homosexual. Okay, but when I say okay. man crush, um, yeah. Nothing so wrong, nothing yeah. wrong, nothing wrong. No, there's nothing wrong. <laughs> See now, you're just making me feel like all sorts of guilt for don't know what the fuck. Also, chibe. But uh, James, yeah, James, so James, 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 like yeah, he he kind of built up some sort of accessibility, which also people have unfortunately come out and criticized and say, like his Harvard degree is apparently not from the actual Harvard, but from <laughs> Extension College. Then I'm like, fuck, like, does it matter? I think Kelvin huh? Ching Kelvin Ching brought it Kelvin up. Ching, because la, Kelvin Ching, Kelvin Ching, like basically dissected his CV and then 
took took all the rankings of the different schools he's been to and then compares it to NUS ranking though. Yes. Yes. Actually like <laughs> all that shit everyone who's been to university know that rankings are bullshit. La. University's yeah. ranking don't matter. It's oh about what God. what field you're in, what research you're doing, you know, who's your professor. That's more important than rankings. Yeah. Then uh. even Google like, oh Harvard Extension College. Apparently Harvard has put out a notice saying that if you go to Harvard Extension College, you can't say you come from Harvard or some yeah. fucking shit like. Oh yeah, but so you know just... the the very poisonous thing yesterday? Someone forwarded what? me that there's apparently uh James Lim is an ordained minister of the Universal Life Church, which is basically uh I think it's a church in the US that is uh meant to be for all religions, it's secular. It just ordains you as a minister so that you can go to your friends or family's weddings and be the minister at the wedding and, and legally put the, the wedding together. La. I mean we make it happen. La. So it's something oh. that you just you just pay for as a thing. But he puts it in his C V. And then yesterday, it was being folded around, people circling that part saying, I think Jameis is from a cult. <laughs> yeah. So, so, I mean, I was literally sent this by a friend of mine. Uh, can't oh, say who is. He's, uh, he's Christian. So, I guess in, probably within the Christian circles, people are talking about it as such. Uh, Universal Life oh, Church. Oh, shit. So, you see... It's you see, almost... Yeah, with all this going on, you know, you oh, can sort fuck. of see what people, the impression that WP is giving the people now. Hey, Intersectional, the feminist, cult, the uni- cult leader. The Universal, <laughs> the Universal Life Church is actually quite cool. Eh? They operate under the doctrine of do what do that which is right. Yeah. And the ordained ministers come from a wide range of backgrounds and beliefs, including Christians, atheists, Wiccans, and this is not going to sound good, pagans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and... Hey, not bad. If he really is from a cult, the cult includes people like Adele, Benedict Cumberbatch, Ian McKellen, <laughs> Conan O'Brien, and Steven Tyler. So all your people who don't like him because of that, uh, you all don't go and listen to Adele music or go and watch. Yeah, don't go don't and watch yeah. Doctor Strange or Avengers, uh, cause those are cult, cult uh, all cult members. Yeah, cult members. <laughs> Alamak. Hey, there are eighteen plus million ordained ministers, and yeah. I and I will admit, like I did found it su- uh, surprising when I first read. On uh, my first impression that he's an ordained minister, I was like, oh, okay, he's one of those like very academic, uh, and yeah, like I would think that he's he believes in more like you know evolution and blah blah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, he's an ordained minister, he's a religious uh, guy. Yeah, sure, no problem. But then now yeah. it's this, which makes him even sound even more liberal, yeah, even yeah, yeah. more left. But, but holy I mean, shit! Maybe just for context of people who don't know, like uh, in Singapore, I think to to officiate a wedding, you need to be appointed by the president herself appoints a group of people of, of you know good character and everything to become someone who can ordain a wedding la. but uh, in the US like weddings are much more you know sparse and some people just do it in they their get backyard married in Vegas yeah. Or <laughs> so yeah they married, literally get married in Vegas yeah so it's really a much more uh, casual thing where I think they they allow a, a much larger group of people to ordain weddings la. and so being in this part of this universal life church I think probably gives you the right to ordain a wedding for a friend or something like that. Anyway, so, in the universe. Yeah, so so it's not, uh, I from my understanding of it, I don't think it's like a cult like Scientology or anything like that. It's really just uh, something, almost a formality like, to just get yourself, uh, allow yourself to ordain a friend's wedding or something. Uh. <laughs> Fuck, like yeah. under criticism of Wikipedia, some people usually as a joke submit ordination requests for their pets. The ULC has tried to curb the ordination of pets, but if the name on the application appears to be legitimate, the application will probably be submitted. Hola, ma. That's funny. Then people, people will say, oh, you know, now Jameis wants to give rights to animals, huh? What if my, I go to my friend's wedding and a dog is ordaining the church, but I don't like dogs? Holy yeah. shit, this could just open up a can of worms. What up. will happen next? Humans marrying dogs? Oh, we cannot yeah, allow such thing to happen. <laughs> yeah, what. you can imagine the logical thing, right? If dogs can officiate weddings, then maybe dogs can be part of weddings. Yeah. If dogs can be part of weddings, humans have weddings, dogs and humans are going to fucking get married. <laughs> and oh, then they're going to have a dog day every every year in June in Hong Lim Park. Yeah. Advocating <laughs> for the rights of dogs to get married. No such thing. <laughs> cannot. Yeah, then cat lives matter. No cat lives matter. Oh my! And of course, this is just hypothesizing. We are just yeah, joking, yeah, yeah, right? Don't yeah. fucking take take this uh to to heart. But yeah, Allah, Allah. Well, so I guess in one way, it's exciting for the election. Personally, I feel like oh shit! I really hope this doesn't bite Workers' Party in the ass, la. Yeah, yeah. I'll admit it was a downer. It was a downer for me, cause again, it's not about policies or anything. It's about individuals tweets. again. Yeah, <laughs> tweets, tweets. Individuals, tweets from two years ago. Tweets. A twenty-four-year-old girl's tweets, and yeah, you know. That kind of thing, lah. God damn, god damn, god damn, yeah. So, so I guess I mean by tomorrow we'll probably have some updates. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and we shall wait and see. Yeah. 
So now we move on to our chaplang topics, which are also very exciting. Uh, yeah. What's uh, the, the one thing that really caught your attention? Uh, this video by Shirley Chua, uh, who yes. is, I mean, she's fucking badass. Yeah? <laughs> and yeah, I think a yeah. lot of people were sharing it. She's, mm. well, I don't know, 60 plus. And she just had a six minute, 11 minute plus video on Facebook um, that has gone viral. I think right now it's got 6,700 shares. And she was just talking about her perspectives on why the she is not the biggest fan of PAP lah. Mm-hmm. And as opposed to a lot of people who just post videos ranting and all that, I even feel this has more worth than some of Lim Tian's videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean she she's very uh, I would I, I just characterized it as it was quite cute lah the way she was talking like a very nice auntie just talking about why she is uh not voting for PAP, but more importantly like it felt like to me this was the first time I really hear from the horse's mouth of uh very calmly from someone in the you know in the seventies or maybe eighties. Uh yeah. why why they're not voting for PAP la, even though maybe in the past she was a super big supporter of Lee Kuan Yew. But what yeah. what to her really feels different now, which was enlightening yeah. to me la. And and I think one of her points I mean she brought up a few points and I must give her credit for for communicating like some hardcore points. It's not just some auntie speaking, oh, you know, yeah. I don't like PP. She's like, they take our, you know, CPF, I have to pay $900 a month, yeah, blah, blah, yeah, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And it's quite factual and I thought like, holy shit, that's, mm-hmm. that's pretty damn cool. But yeah. like one example she gave, which also I feel like it actually does have a point. She said, uh, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong because I, I just watched this video once. Uh, she said something along the lines of, because she stays in a private house, she doesn't get benefits that some of her friends who stay in maybe HDB houses but own private properties get access to. Yeah. And she said, like that as a policy, does it make sense? Because yeah, yeah. she hasn't worked since she got married and she also is having to pay like CPF um, and like she can't uh, get her CPF and she's having to top up. Mm. So it just feels like, eh, is this the best policies? And yeah. the way she said it was was great. Yeah, I think she articulates uh, not just for old people, but you, like uh, a lot of freelancers. You know, there was a lot of benefits of freelancers recently, right? But yeah. uh, because of the, the address on their IC, that let's say they stay at a private property with their parents, uh, right? Because they never moved yeah. out or anything. Because yeah. of that, they are not the annual value of the property. Because of the annual value of the property that is on the IC, they are not entitled to all the benefits that uh, other freelancers get, lah. Because they mm. have bought flats and moved out themselves or something. Oh. So the, yeah, correct. So I think she's just articulating some a uh, a little bit of a conundrum that that people who stay in in pr- a very old private property, especially or stay with their parents or or, or family in private property, have also lah. Yeah, and I think it was nice that she grounded it in the fact that she was a big fan of PAP. Yeah. But then now, how her her thinking has evolved. Like, and yeah. I mean, I'm going to send this to some of my aunties and uncles just to kind of get them to, I don't know, hear, hear, someone, hear from someone who I guess maybe they can relate to more. Mm. And, and but the she, cool thing about her, yeah, go ahead. she's also a fucking cosplayer, dude. Are you serious? She cosplays. <laughs> wow, she's even cooler <laughs> than I thought she was really. Yeah, she just became so much cooler. Yeah, yeah, Holy yeah. shit. I was just about to say that, uh, I mean, one of the things that, that is very heartening about what she says is that you don't have to be scared. Lah. Voting is secret. And at the end of the day, uh, you know, you are paying taxes, you are paying the bills, you are paying mm, for the government mm. and everything. And if, yeah, lah, you vote also. I mean, at the very most, five years later, if you if they're not good, then vote them out, lah, you know? So, so mm. coming from someone you know who maybe was a lifelong PAP supporter, but now has you know changed her mind a little bit. It's uh, I, I just that message of not not being afraid, Because uh, I'm sure you you've still meeting people who say, oh, I don't dare to vote. Oh uh, yeah, position. yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, I know even old people. Uh, I'm talking about young people and all that. Also, so it's just uh, yeah lah, the vote fearlessly lah. That's a big message uh. Maybe, I mean, given that Tan Cheng Bok is 80 and running, maybe, if she's not 80, let's say she's in the 70s, suddenly the next election, she fucking, this is like sowing <laughs> the seeds. Uh, just testing her political popularity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she, like, joined, she joined Workers' Party after this. Uh. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and in Parliament, can you imagine like Shamugam like scolding her? Yeah. Everyone will be like, hey, fuck you lah. Okay, why you scold old woman? <laughs> but yeah. Yo, man, this is this this got potentials, yeah. It's but yeah, really it was, I mean, this one, I guess, is not so much uh, a debatable thing. It's just yeah. that we found it interesting that, okay, here's a person who is of the older generation, which yeah. you stereotypically associate with people who are like fucking shit scared of PAP, uh, yeah. who are kind of sharing views with with uh, kind of that substantiated 
thoughts and perspectives are. Yep, yep. We, unlike <laughs> unlike you could argue the pers- the next person we're going to talk about. Yeah. Basically <laughs> yesterday uh was the constituency <laughs> political broadcast for yeah. Jalan Besar GRC which will see uh Lim Tian and the People's Voice party uh go up against Josephine Teo and Denise Pua from the PAP lah. So yeah. um in Lim Tian's speech yesterday which I think in terms of the constituency political broadcast was one of the funniest because I mean fun- it was funny in the sense that they had a 12-minute block for four people. And Lim, <laughs> Lim Tian spoke for about 11 minutes and 30 seconds of himself and spent 30 seconds introducing these three... Con- the he other didn't three even people. allow them to introduce themselves. <laughs> so they were just sitting there like flower vases and not moving for the full 12 minutes. <laughs> oh my God. But, oh my God. Yeah, in terms of the speech, I mean, Lim Tian, he's an ex-lawyer. I mean, he's a, he is a practice- lawyer, right? So, you know, he he's eloquent and speaks well and, and has a commanding presence. Uh, yeah, he, he went into basically went all in, and what I found interesting was that his strategy seems to be really focusing on COVID nineteen as like the failures of of uh, I mean the supposed failures of of the government handling of COVID nineteen, and really zeroes in on he wants Jalan Besar to be the referendum on Josephine Teo because <laughs> Josephine Teo is Ministry of Minister of Manpower. So he wants it to be the referendum on Josephine Teo and he's angling it as such. Uh. So I thought that was like, in terms of strategy, uh, it's quite uh, quite, quite strong uh, in the sense that Josephine Teo definitely doesn't, I think she, she has quite a lot of uh, people who have commented uh, angrily mm. against her since the, this whole COVID-19 thing has happened. And then for stuff she said in the past or so, uh, so she's not the most popular and, and you know, next to Denise Poir, yeah, I think Denise Poir is still quite popular but she's sort of uh, Josephine Teo has been sort of airdropped into Jalan Basala. so mm. she's also very new to Jalan Basala. Uh, and I think the, her yeah. most recent fame was when she uh, came on camera uh, over the migrant the the spread of uh, COVID-19 amongst yeah. the migrant worker dorms and I think one of her most fucking annoying quotes was yeah I haven't met a single migrant worker who has asked for an apology yeah, this yeah. was when there were calls for the government to just admit that they fucked up la. yeah yeah right. correct, correct. So uh, maybe maybe Lim Tian listened to our previous podcast where we highlighted that hey, it's weird that opposition parties are not uh, focusing on yeah. the fucking pandemic uh, and the issues that the government yeah. had dealing with it. Uh. Just of as course, you said it, so many things yeah. about it happened. SDP and then Lim Tian. I tell all. you, dude. Yeah, yeah, more people listen to this podcast <laughs> than than we think. Uh. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. at night they're like, hey, hey, what did the what did, what did the boy say? Uh? Yeah, yeah. The the boy yeah, say. Correct. Okay, okay, good point. Of course. That probably didn't happen because Lim Tian... Actually, I don't even know whether Lim Tian prepares speeches or not. He didn't. He just he seems like... Uh, there was one thing about speech. He had no script, you know. He just looked at the camera. Confirm. Yeah, I thought no it was teleprompter he... and all that. No, no. I know he didn't have script, but... Oh, I guess if there was a teleprompter, then other people won't be looking at their script. La. So he fucking yeah, really just said I it. I think he, if... I, I don't... Don't Ooh. quote me, but everyone else that I've seen on this broadcast is holding a script. Whether it's Charles Yeo, Nicosia... Uh, anyone, they all read from scripts and they look down, look up, look down. Like. Lim Tian, no, he just looked at the camera all the way, you know. And you have to give him give him credit for his gravitas. Uh. Um, yeah, he's, he has a very commanding presence. Although I feel, I felt almost, as he introduced his candidates, I felt like it was like the, <laughs> the godfather talking about his family and that, you know. The way he but introduced he never, them. He never even gave them a chance to talk. Yeah. You know, like when you're with your friend and all, you're like, oh, you know, yeah, this is Terrence. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't say hello for Terrence, right? And this one, <laughs> in a fucking, okay, it helps, I guess, that he's running uh, for a GRC where mm. people, even people don't remember the names of his candidates if he's the focus and show, but it, it kind of reeks of that, like fucking, would you want him as like a political yeah. leader? Can you imagine in parliament like one of his other ministers say something like, hey, shut up. Yeah, okay, yeah, Michael right. Fang is, uh, he wants to say this and, blah, yeah, and then he yeah. just talks about Michael Fang. Uh. But, but it interesting was fucking thing hilarious, that, man. Yeah, remember we talk, spoke about Michael Fang. Uh, he, yeah. was at, he was the one who representing people's voice during the, the political party, broadcast, yeah, right? the party, party political, political broadcast. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Lim Tian, I guess, maybe he felt like there wasn't enough time in the party political broadcast for him to really talk so he said, okay, fuck it. I'm just going to go to the constituency political <laughs> broadcast. The rest of you, shut up. I'm going to talk for 12 minutes. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine if they decided beforehand, okay, yeah. you talk this, you talk that, you talk this, you talk this. Then fucking Lin Tian in his mind is like, you know what, fuck them now, okay? I gave Michael Fang a chance during the party political broadcast. He did not do a good job. Yeah. Now, this is my time to shine. Yeah, yeah. This is my time. All those fucked up uh, like production quality videos he's been putting out on YouTube of just him speaking to his laptop, 
He's like, you know what? Finally, I'm in a studio. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe can you imagine after that, you're like, eh, the, okay, what's, like, his his full name is Lim Tian. No, right? Is it? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Maybe yeah. they just like, after that, like, hey, LT, what the fuck? I was supposed to say this, right? He's like, no, I'm sorry, I got carried away. I got carried away. But, we, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the, the car ride home, maybe was quite uncomfortable. But, but yeah, I mean, what do you think of that? That yeah, I mean, uh, you could argue it's quite a negative strategy, right? It's, it's not about policies or what good people voice will do for you. But it's really about how bad you think Josephine Teo is. What do you think yeah. of that strategy? I mean... I actually, I mean, I mean, I've come to accept that politics is a fucking dirty game. I wish it was cleaner, but I think I've, I know that in there's no way it will be clean. So I actually think it's a good strategy on his part mm. because Josephine Teo, she has been in under public scrutiny for the way she kind of just communicated how she was dealing or the causes that maybe led up to the pandemic crisis um, amongst migrant workers. Like, so already, mm. I'm like, I think, and it's not just in my echo chambers that she doesn't maybe have the best best image in public mm. in the public eye. Yeah. So I thought it was fucking smart of him to zero in on hers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I also, I also felt like, yeah lah, I mean, to suddenly basically shift attention away from his own party and away from their manifesto but to just the faults of someone else, uh, that's, yeah lah, that's uh, quite a strategy to, to and, take. And uh. that's what we were saying, right? That it felt weird that in the previous broadcast by, by the opposition, they didn't focus on the one thing that people are definitely angry about about mm. being locked at home and yeah. all this and you could argue that okay it was necessary but why not play on that and anchor your arguments in something that people are really very familiar with so yeah. for him to do that I felt okay like, it's, it's striking some nerves yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I mean in parallel with that I don't know whether it was coordinated mm. there was this video of Josephine Teo that was also making his rounds on social media like, where mm-hmm. she was talking to someone on her walkabout uh, I think an older man who was talking uh, like just giving her feedback on some of, issu- some of the issues he's been facing he was talking yeah. to her in Mandarin I believe yeah. she was holding a stack of PAP pamphlets which dropped and then she said okay okay then she uh, from what I recall she asked one of her teammates to take down his name and she walked off oh, is it? and then yeah, so so I mean I heard that through the through the <laughs> my my mom who's like who gives me a good handle on what maybe the older generation are thinking and she got mm. got it from a WhatsApp group that she has with other people from our blog. So and people were kind of shitting on Josephine to you saying, Hey, you know how can you do that? You know, if you need to talk to the old man, uh how can you walk away? It doesn't look good. And mm. I agree it doesn't look good, but at the same time I'm like how is that? Is that really cause for for shitting on her? You don't know the full context of the video, right? Mm-hmm. Correct, correct. And that's where that's where I also wish people uh don't just jump on stuff. But that's the the way of the internet, lah, right? I mean, we've been seeing a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of uh, people also accosting this young as he goes on the walkabouts and like angrily going up to him and saying he's a disgrace and stuff like that because of he's bringing his family matters into into public, lah. And uh, yeah. I think the I, the the video I saw was one man scolding him in public, and he just Lee Sin Yang also said you're entitled to your opinion. And he walks off, and also people like giving him a fist bump. Then when he comes in for the fist bump, they turn it upside down into a you know thumbs down sign. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to so to like, Lee Sin Yang, to Lee, yeah, Lee Sin Yang, yeah, yeah. So they like a lot of people are trolling him, and at least like really not happy with him like in public. I think uh, what you will find is that the hardcore Lee Kuan Yew supporters. Uh, really feel like he's betrayed the family and betrayed the, mm. the image of Lee Kuan Yew. La. So, uh, yeah, there are very angry responses to him when he goes on his walkabouts. Uh. Yeah, and, and I think those sort of videos, it's very easy to just take a video and contextualize it in a way that maybe it wasn't the case. Like, and I think there was a fucking good example posted by this by this guy on Facebook uh, whose name is Sean Lee, and it has also been making its rounds. And it's a video... Um, the, of the first video is uh, in front of this PAP truck. Uh, there's a guy who you can assume is a PAP volunteer hanging up. So there's an existing uh, banner for an opposition candidate. Yeah. And he is seen kind of like tying the PAP banner around the pole and moving it up such that it covers the poster of the opposition candidate. Mm-hmm. And it ends there. But then yeah. this guy also very smartly just posted a second video mm-hmm. that shows the full context. La. True, he was... He tied it at the bottom of the pole. Then as he climbed up on his ladder, he to bring it up, it had to go past the poster of the opposition candidate. But yeah. then the video plays on and he puts it above the opposition candidate. And mm. he's not covering the opposition candidate. So those two videos, like fucking, they show a world of difference. They communicate yeah. a whole different thing. And I just feel like jumping on a video like that out of context is not the best. Yeah. But 
unfortunately that's social media like, and that's it's the same thing media. with what we talked about Raija Khan right I mean yeah. jumping on a tweet from two years ago yeah. of this candidate who is obviously fucking like committed to the cause is sad la. yeah yeah it's a uh, you know just, just I mean uh, all we can do is just hope that people also do, do read up a little bit themselves before jumping to conclusions about anything about the person who reported about Raisha Khan and, and about so James Lim James Lim's church uh, yeah. so then let me ask you uh, do you think a political candidate can be a political candidate without having Twitter or Facebook. Right? Cannot. Uh, they all always start. They, like all the PAP guys, they start new pages when they become political candidates. Right? They, they they know they need the face. They need Facebook as much as they... as is is also a weapon against them like, if need, need, need to be. Is it a weapon against them or a weapon for them? I mean, their, their history is, is in Facebook. So a lot of them scrub clean their Facebook, start new pages that are entirely like, you know, white and clean. No pun intended. But, la. but that's, that's, that's the thing. La. Like, do they... I mean, yeah, maybe it should be a political... So every party, right, there's like one social media lead. Everyone else, you fucking destroy all your past. You have no yeah. page and all the comms is done through the party page. La. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess if you do that, it is political suicide in this day and age. La. But that would be a way to step away from identity... Like the what what was the term you said political celebrity what do you say political identity politics, identity uh, personality yeah. politics personality yeah, yeah. personality politics yeah. but who knows lah yeah. fuck yeah maybe there should be a LinkedIn equivalent for political candidates so they still have a social network uh but it's only for politicians <laughs> wow that would be the most very boring <laughs> very boring network to be honest yeah. <laughs> so like anything you post that that's where they they can pofma you like with a with a button uh, but yeah. no one can join it's like LinkedIn can anyone join. Yeah, I guess I so. anyone can join, but somehow they've built a culture of being very career focused, right? Yeah, yeah, just yeah, do yeah. that for politicians. <laughs> but I, I tell you, whoever out there just build a platform uh, that does this, holy shit, man! But 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 like what Lo Tiakyang was saying, uh, they if if uh, if Singapore is not happy with uh, you know stuff being posted on the internet and they want to puff my everything. Just close down Facebook, lah. You know, just just close down Facebook. Oh, he said but, that. Yeah, eh? he said that. But then Lee, Lee Hsien Long will lose his six million followers. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it, it's very clear. Lutia Kiang is basically Ooh. saying, yeah, lah. I mean, you want to control the narrative, but if the narrative goes against you, then you you put out all these laws to protect yourself. But at the same time, you want to use Facebook to to do all the things you need to do as a politician. Wow, fucking that's power, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking miss Lotia Kang. I mean, yeah, in the context of everything we're saying, it's quite apt that we're now quoting Lotia Kang. And like, like, I mean, as as much as it's awesome to see like WP, like, you know, get get traction, just go read up on the history of Chiam Si Tiong, JB Balakrishnan and Lotia Mm. Kang. Because if you talk about opposition facing uphill battle now, right, they fucking somehow managed to win seats in a time without social media and state control media. And, Fucking, that is insanely impressive, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. So, so yeah. Like, I think my last last images of Chamsi Tong was has like a old man who had been like beaten down and all that. But you look at him in his prime, right? He was a fucking badass, man. Yeah, he is. He is a badass. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. But yeah, all right. So that was. Uh, is this going to be the first episode that's less than an hour? It's uh, we're one minute away. Uh, one minute. Away. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of minutes. A couple of minutes. But we do we have anything from our Reddit to address? Oh yeah, fuck new, shit. New topics. Or just uh, that a is topic. True. I mean, I don't have my computer in front of me, but if if you have any, that that, that I have, I have, off. I have. Yeah. So so on the on the on the thread called ideas to talk about on Yalabat. Yeah. Uh, so someone posted about Raisha Khan, which yep, I think we yep. have we have addressed. Yeah. Um, I think let's see. Uh, so someone did ask. Well, for us to speak about Josephine Tiola. I mean, oh. we did speak about her, but to go into a deep dive, like maybe what we did for uh, uh, Chi Juan yesterday, I mean, okay, for me, it's it's not a priority. I think we can respond to, to that mm. post on Reddit, but yep. it feels like now there are bigger issues to talk about because, I mean, Josephine Tio, yeah, she's been in front and center in news and all, but the Josephine Tio lim Tien debate, I didn't even know they were fighting each other, but now I think yeah. that's, that's a fun thing to watch, but more for yeah. fun lah. Yeah, more for fun. Like the policies, yeah, policies just feels like, mm, yeah. um, I, it's not, for them, unfortunately, it's not a battle of policies. Uh. Yeah. Uh, well, we've had some really thoughtful posts on like minister salaries, which I think were well, hard, oh, really? hard to react to right wow. now. Minister I mean, salaries. someone was just saying, someone yeah. was just saying that, yeah, I mean, minister of, like ultimately, if you, his his main thought was that if you break down the minister's salaries by population, each of us kind of pay 40 cents of our taxpayer money uh, mm. per year. La. 
and mm. for that you get the leader of a stable government. So so I I have some thoughts about that, but I need to frame it properly first. So yeah. I'll respond on Reddit lah. Okay, la. So I but think I mean, one thing I want to yeah. shout out to Lim Tian is because of him, I I I I now I know Lee Sien Lee Sien Long's salary by heart already lah. Is two point two million per year, and it's yeah. one thousand two hundred uh, one hundred times more than the average cleaner's salary per month, which is like thousand two hundred dollars. Uh. <laughs> so <laughs> he's just repeated it so many times. It's like now it's like okay, I even remember the numbers already. Yeah, two point two million, uh, ten million, yeah. twenty eighteen, all the numbers <laughs> that have stuck out. Uh. But yeah, but yeah, An I think that's, of numbers. that's all we have for yeah. for this this round, right? Seems cool. like yes, yes, indeed. We've, we've passed the halfway mark already, and uh, it's going to be an exciting few more days, lah. Like, exciting run up. Yeah, exciting so run up. Let's keep our fingers crossed that more interesting things happen. Yeah, and thanks, thanks so much for listening. We continue to be amongst the top five or six on Spotify's charts, so that's great. Yeah, thank so you all very much. Keep doing it, and remember, peace out. Vote for Leslie. I mean, fearlessly. Fearlessly, yeah, fearlessly, yeah, fearlessly. fearlessly. Yeah. Hey, hey, it is supposed <laughs> to be a new... Like, we take both sides, okay? Oh, yeah, yeah. Correct, both correct. sides. Correct, yeah. Okay, okay. Cool. All right. All right. Peace.